Can I just say, like, the last time we did this pod, I, me and B talked about tennis at the end, and like now B's oh, a big Djokovic man. fan. I'm like so stoked about that. It's like oh, one of my ha- the happiest things that I'm like. <laughs> oh my goodness! I have a sports. This guy fan. Starts off with tennis. This guy starts <laughs> off with tennis. I just had to. I just had he to say a that. Whole year to start off. With I really tennis. have been waiting a whole year. I really have. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like he's oh, a true man. Djokovic fan. Oh, absolutely, man. Oh, I can't believe it. You converted it. me. It's like a straight up conversion. From I love that. Usually shit. no one no one gets converted Met to this girl down by the vine had long ten legs and deep brown eyes seemed the type I would wanna make mine. She said I can tell you're not my type you're Mr. Wrong I'm Mrs. Right this could never be what you Well, uh, welcome to Split Screen. <laughs> to our annual Oscar pod. Back with when B is Oscar from this the year? 25th, next Sunday. Oh, thank Not God. this coming yeah. Sunday, but. B next. always knows more about the Oscars and movies than we do, and. Yeah. I mean, and we have a time. movie. We have a movie yeah, podcast. It's no, no. I mean, you guys know. I I wouldn't even call myself a movie buff. That's the what, thing. dude. You like, make I just spreadsheets. You make you're a movie buff, bro. You're a movie buff. You know you what's my problem? It, my weakest part about being a movie buff uh, that I don't think makes me a movie buff is like some people are really able to follow directors and what they've done in the past. I'm so bad with that. Yeah. Like y'all talked about David Fincher a couple of weeks ago, who's the right. director for, for Mank. Yeah. And I really like, oh, the only thing that came to mind was a uh, fight club. Okay. I mean, I'll be like, honest. And I really I, could. I, yeah. and Steve doesn't follow direct. I think I, I don't follow direct. Like, that Ernie's I the one that's direction. the big. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. If somebody can make a good movie, I want to see if they can do it again. Or Ernie's yeah, a big, uh, he's a believer in the, yeah, directors make a, a big difference. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but this is my this is definitely my time to shine. It's like my uh, my my holiday season because the Oscars are coming up, and then it's the NFL draft. So like, oh, this, I, this, I, I, love, oh I love this. I love this. Is how I got. This is how I even like found out. Like, B, I was looking at both of these things, and B was yeah. on top of both of them. The Google Sheets, Ooh, the they're Google in full Sheets. force every night, getting some work on Google Sheets. I'm, 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 I keep looking every day to see when this uh, draft podcast is coming out. And waiting oh yeah, it's coming out next Monday night. Shut your face. Yeah, that's the name of the podcast. I know. Bees, uh, yeah, we'll ha- we'll have B. He's a host of the Shut Your Face podcast. Yeah, uh, you can get find it on Spotify, iTunes, mm-hmm. anywhere you get your pods. All DC sports. We talk football and basketball. Uh, we've been taking a break for a couple weeks now, but we're coming back strong with the with the draft podcast. 
B, I need to know if B's seen all the movies. Man, this is disappointing. <laughs> so this is the third year that I've been on the podcast, and I've been doing this for like maybe seven years now, watching every single mm-hmm. Best Picture nominated film. This you is the first to... year, man. First yeah. year, I didn't get The Father. Dang. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. and I got to uh, say, because this year... Because the last two years, Steve, Ernie did, and I, yeah, I, Ernie and we I were put to shame. To we were put yeah, to shame. <laughs> yeah, this is the first year. I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I keep up with B this year. And I'm going to watch nice. every single one. And I got yeah. through The Father this last weekend. I mean, I made it through quite a few, surprisingly, even in yeah. a pandemic year. I made it through, like, what, close to 40 movies in 2020. <gasps> What? Yeah, but I just... Good lord! Yeah, somehow, I bet you you've seen quite a few, but... Oh my um, goodness, no. I mean, I will say... I have been been watching more than I feel like I did. New new movies? 40 new movies? Yeah, movies that came out in 2020. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, I will say that probably five of them were random, cheesy Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, out of the 40, how many are good or that you would rewatch? Uh, how many would I rewatch? Actually, I actually have this written down. So 17, oh. 18, wow. 18, I would rewatch. I honestly, that's, that's a high clip rate. That's yeah, a high that's rate. That is good. I started a list and it just stopped in the pandemic game. Yeah. Oh, you had a list too, huh? This was a I was, sneaky... trying, I was trying to keep up with B and then I, I just stopped after. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this was a sneaky good year. Like, I have my own top 10 movies. I know oh. that what, nine, um, man, how many man, were nominated? Man. Nine, nine movies were nominated for Best Picture. So I usually do my top 10 of the year. And usually at the very end, it's like kind of iffy. It was an okay movie. But I think all the way to the 10th movie on my list was actually like, I really enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah. And, and number 10 on my list was The Banker. I don't know if you saw that from Apple TV. The Banker. It's um, Samuel L. Jackson. And um, who's the dude from the... The Winter Soldier and the um, oh, his, his his partner. Oh, um, the TV show. Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I forgot not his a, name. Not the Falcon guy. Yeah, the Falcon. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, how am I forgetting his name? I know. I think it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. I I'll yeah, look it up right now. I haven't even What's seen that name? show. Um. All right, Anthony Mackie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good movie. Good movie, The Banker. Um, what's it about? Uh, just basically about a. So it's it's set like right around the time where it was really hard for um, black folks to actually get, um loans Mm. so it's set i think in the in the 1960s and so samuel jackson and um anthony mackie get together and they come up with a a plan basically in order to um 
to get property and sell property and and build wealth accordingly. And it really does deal with a lot of race related um, commentary. Like they have to get a white guy to be a front for their operation in order to actually make headway through the through the business. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's Samuel L. Jackson, so he he actually does a really good job. I don't like too many Samuel L. Jackson movies, but he is like perfect. Yeah, that's what comic I was gonna relief. say. I was okay. I was gonna ask, like, is it a serious movie or was it? Because <clears throat> Samuel L. Jackson hasn't really done anything really serious in a while, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he can't take him seriously. No, but he 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 does his role really well. He's like he plays basically Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, isn't movie. that what he does basically in all his movies? Yeah, <laughs> like in exactly. everything he does, it's just he's just himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's start with. Let's start with. <laughs> let's start with the best, or no? Let's start with the the worst of the best picture nominees, like and. and don't rank these movies based on who you think is going to win based off of whatever the odds or just, just your, your favorite. Own, just your own. Your own take. Yeah, your, your own. Yeah. Like, what was your least favorite? We know you didn't watch The Father, but of all the movies that I mean, or I that you did watch. Them, but... <laughs> yeah. No, least favorite. Of, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get your guys' take on it, too. Probably the least favorite for me was Promising Young Woman. Ernie, the least of the ones that I saw here. Although I'm looking to see all of them because I so I didn't see three of them: The Father, Minari, and Nomadland. What was your least favorite? Well, I'm trying to see which of the other ones. Um, I would say probably of the the rest of them, Sound of Metal. Oh man, dude! Ernie is in—he's in La La Land right now. <laughs> no, like, no, no. <laughs> oh I mean, my I, God. I didn't, I didn't see no—I didn't see No Man Land and Minari. So, you know, B, can I just say you—you yeah. you think you gave the correct answer? Thank you, thank you. That <laughs> honestly, oh, you like all the movie—I watched every single one. Hands down, the one I least enjoyed was Promising Young Woman. I just—I—I I know it's got a lot of. Like it's supposed to be telling us there's a lot of social commentary in there, and I, I get all that. But as a movie, as a just a no, film I, to enjoy, yeah, I just okay. did not like it. I didn't enjoy. I was you didn't just care kind about of like, the story or anything. I mean, the story was kind of like okay, you're on this like revenge quest, and like the like spoiler. I mean, so spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, the like <laughs> the the whole twist about like the fact that the like that you could see that coming from a million miles away as soon as he said he was a classmate and you knew what had happened before you're like immediately i knew this was going to go sideways like right it did it was yeah, not yeah. there was no shock factor there at all like they were trying to produce and then the way she goes about it it just made no sense i'm like really like this is your You've had all these years to scheme up something great, and this is what you came up with. Yeah, it was yeah. so dumb. Like I think I, of all, I think of the movies. This is the first one that I saw of the Oscar ones, and I didn't. This is before it got nominated. I just didn't even. Yeah. Oh really? I saw it before it got nominated. Yeah, I I, I, oh, I like wow. Carrie Mulligan, so I would. Oh no, she did really good. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I would w- have no problem with her winning Best Actress because I thought she did a really good job. I I have someone else, but I wouldn't be. I mean, I wouldn't be sad about. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, there's nothing wrong in her not winning that or her winning that. You know, it's not. I think that would be fine. But yeah. no, I yeah. I, I mean, the thing for me is like. I don't know. For some reason, it, it just didn't hit for me. Like it was really try hard on a lot of, like mm-hmm. it's it's comic relief moments too. Like getting McLovin oh. in there and like the yeah. the oh, what was that hilarious guy? It was, I was surprised v- he got nominated for Oscar. Honestly, it didn't seem yeah. like Oscar type. No, I mean this exactly. is where the Oscars. This is where the Oscars. This is why when something wins, you really can't. Everything's a grain of salt with these. Like, it's all about whatever's happening in the news, and like all the cliches about Hollywood liberals just come like straight to bear on the Oscars. Like, of course, Mm. in the Me Too era, a movie called Promising Young Woman about sexual assault and an entire movie based upon that, and like a revenge scheme on that. Like uh, it, there's no, and Carrie Mulligan in there. Like there's no way this movie wasn't going to not get nominated, but it mm. just wasn't a good movie. Like, right. I feel you on the social commentary, but that does not a good movie make like, yeah. And I feel like it was trying to get you emotionally invested as much it, as possible, but it, it just was. wasn't working for me. But I like the, her portrayal. And I, I heard she really went off on someone about this too. Like, she was, I don't know, like she was supposedly trying to portray someone a lot younger, right? Than like, I don't know, like mm, the age yeah, yeah, yeah. she was like trying to portray, but then the way she acted it was just so, there was like a disconnect. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Point. Like she yeah, yeah, kept yeah. saying like, and I, part of this may be like she's supposed to be an ex-medical student who dropped out and then like has just kind of been loafing since like, you know, but she's very, very bright and she was very philosophical and she's never gotten over this like terrible thing that happened. And, you know, she's just sort of like in this continual, I don't know. It was just so weird. It's like, is this trying to be a dark comedy? Is this trying to be like, what is this movie trying to be? Like, I get it's wanting us to think about these issues but it's kind of like, right? I honestly, I hate movies that just try to beat you over the head with some kind of sh- thing, and it just seems so like opportunistic of the movie, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have another, I have a similar critique about one of the other movies in here, a very similar critique. All right, well, what is that? Well, I'll I'll get to it. when I talk about it. I'll I'll tell you. <laughs> just get. To I'll it. tell you. Fine. You want me to go off on it now? Go suspense. Fine, Mank. Mank. There you go. Oh, nice. That was going to be my second to last. We're going to see. No, no. Okay. So that's that's not my second to the last, but my critique is similar. This is definitely one of those like Hollywood pat on the back, remember the good old days type of like Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood, the artist, Mm. La La Land. Like, anything that has to do with, like, Hollywood, Hollywood loves it, you know? Like, they just, they can't get enough of the good old days, the golden era of filmmaking, you know? In a movie about the greatest movie of all time or whatever, you know, like, of course they're going to go nuts over it. And, I mean, what's his name? 
I mean, he does an amazing job. You know, he does like a great. Does he though? I mean, I That's thought it was thing. good. Well, Gary like... Oldman. I feel like anyone could have played. I mean, he's I feel not, like he's there, not I, my there's best. Like five other guys that could have played that role. I mean, sure. You know, I, I. There are things I liked about Mank. You know, like I liked certain aspects of Mank, like because I just they tried to film it in that old timey way. Yeah, Although that was people cool. be be. Have you seen Citizen Kane? No, that's the what? thing. What? See? What? So that's why maybe I can't see again. I'm not a movie buff, right? Because you gotta have to see I, Citizen Kane. No, no you I have mean. to watch Citizen Kane. If yeah, for not for Citizen if, Kane, honestly, if only if only because it's everyone calls Considered. it the greatest movie of all time. I mean, I how know. can you not watch the greatest movie of I all? Know. Like when every Tom, Dick, and Harry calls it that, you have to watch it. But I don't want to spoil. I don't want to influence my take on Citizen Kane on you before you watch it. I want you to watch it. I would love I mean, to I've get literally your take had, on it. I've literally had in past years watched Citizen Kane on my New Year's resolutions. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I just never get to it. Yeah. Do you yeah, like man, watching I... older movies? Like, have oh, you yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah. It's like I the Seven like Samurai and like all that. You like what the, watching those old movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was in a Clint Eastwood phase for some time. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. The man with no name uh, Italian spaghetti westerns are, like, some of my favorite westerns. The one I hated from him was the one he did with uh, Morgan Freeman. What is it? The one that won Best Picture. It won Best Picture. Oh, um. Oh my gosh, I hated that movie so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yeah. Oh that's my god, I yeah, hated yeah. that so much. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Next worst movie on the best picture list. Well, see, that's the thing. Mank for me was that next worst. All right. Just because it didn't. It. it like. I guess I I wonder if I had seen Citizen Kane if that does play into it a little bit, but um, did you under did like you it know does. it was Citizen Kane like they does. were talking about? I feel like I liked it better because I, I yeah see, like, I think so too because there's a certain point when you realize what is what this movie like I honestly didn't know who Mank was like I didn't know anything about this yeah. guy I just was like I thought it was just a movie about a guy making a movie or a screenplay in Hollywood. And then when it dawned on me, like, who this is about, I was like, oh, shoot, this is this is the guy writing Citizen Kane. Like, did you did you you must not have had that knowledge. Did you did you know at all it was about Citizen Kane until I mean, at all? Yeah. I mean, I went into it knowing that it was going to be. Oh, so you knew before the writer that was going to. Yeah. It's basically he's tasked with making the follow up to Citizen Kane. Right. No, 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 no. He's the guy that writes Citizen Kane. He writes Citizen Kane. He's the one that actually writes Citizen Kane. He, he writes it, and then what's his name is like director. What's his name? The director, um, Orson, Orson yeah, Wells. Orson Welles. But, he but takes in the this credit. movie, but in this movie, Mank, isn't the whole premise of the movie that he's tasked with writing the follow up to Citizen Mm-mm. Kane, or is he? The He's movie writing is Citizen writing Kane. Citizen Kane. It's writing yeah. Citizen Kane. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, I knew that it had some context with Citizen Kane, but I knew going into it, if I hadn't seen it, 
like oh uh, see i didn't whatever even know reference that was going to be wasted on me yeah i try to go in very blind into all these movies i try to go yeah. in without any pre-knowledge because i just i want the movie to explain everything to me like and i want to come in with no bias yeah right like, right right yeah yeah, so I make, try as much as possible to stay away from um, trailers and any stuff. kind of trailer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So the majority of these movies, like The Father, I have no idea. Even right. going into the trial of the Chicago 7, I knew just very little about same, that. Same, same. Um, but. All right. Yeah. I mean, the the black and white was cool. I yeah. felt coming out of that, if this was in color, it wouldn't get as much. Um, hype. Hype. No. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. I agree. Ernie? Mank was boring, bro. Was that your second worst? <laughs> I mean... I Or actually, Sound of Metal. Or you said I Sound did... of Metal? Or no, Sound of Metal was your worst. Was the worst, yeah, for him. Of the ones I saw, you know. I didn't see three of them, so... But Sh- Mank, we... I would say, would my second, I guess. But actually, Mank was better than I initially going into it thought and then came out i'd say mink and promising young woman were right around the same wait okay so mank so you would put at the bottom sound of metal then Mm -hmm. mank then promising promising young woman Mm okay there's only two left after that <laughs> that you've seen yeah you can you can you can leave the room <laughs> all right i want to hear what b has to say about these two these these the other two what other two that you've seen which is no 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 no, 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 no. i want the other minari oh and i want i want you guys both to to talk about these and get your takes on them Okay, wait. So, okay. So, you already gave us your third worst, which was Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. B, what's your yeah. third least My favorite? third worst is Nomadland, which is probably going to win Best Picture. But That's my third I, worst. Uh, the Father is my second okay. worst. The Father. I mean, I I don't want to talk too much because you haven't seen it yet in Ernie That's either. That's okay. That's okay. I thought it was. Don't worry. It's. I might not get to it. I don't think I know, you will. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. Um. It's it's short, which is good. I appreciated that. There was no need to make this. Uh, two hours, an hour and a half was perfect length. So it wasn't as honestly, it wasn't as bad just because of that fact. Like I didn't feel like I wasted too much time, but it is kind of just like. I mean, I don't know. It's it's about an old, what is it about? It's about Alzheimer's, essentially. Okay, yeah. you know, and is Anthony Hopkins amazing in it? Anthony Hopkins does a really good job. He does, okay. but I'm all. But I, I mean, how hard is it really to play like a guy who's forgetting everything? Like, I mean, I yeah, get yeah. it, but he's not my best actor. That's not my best actor pick. Mm, um so after father is nomadland which like you i it was kind of like like francis mcdormand's great you know like she's a great actress but 
it just seemed like sort of half documentary and half like mm. here's this group of people who you've never heard of and like this is what they do every year and i guess it's wanting us to like have some like think highly of them but i didn't come away thinking that highly of them you know like i didn't come away right. thinking like all these nomads are doing something so noble and great like they just i mean yeah. it, i honestly i think the concept for me is very I think this is probably more to do with me and the way I value things. Like, I very much value seeing the world and looking at beautiful things like an amazing sunset or these uh, national parks or whatever. But I value time with people way more. Like, way, way more. And I can't Mm. imagine spending the latter half of your life just driving around and then camping out with strangers in random places and like completely not seeing your family like this whole time, you know? And I understand like maybe these are people who don't have great relationships with family or, or close friends. And this is, you know, like this is a way to create a community of people where you don't feel like, you're missing out on all that stuff because everyone else is going through the same thing, you know, or something similar. So I get that, but I totally couldn't like associate with the way they go about it. Like there's one character in there that kind of does it part time, you know, like that one guy who like goes back to his family at at one point. Yeah. Uh I was like, that's kind of like, I could see someone doing that. Like he seemed like he was doing it correct. You know, let me go on the road, do this for a little bit, and then I'll head back home with my family and chill with them. You know, like, I'm not going to be on the road 365. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this for a little bit when the weather's nice, when it's a place I like. And then, you know, I'm going to go spend time with my family, my grandkids, yeah. whatever, you know, like. And I've seen it that this is like giving representation to a community of nomads or houseless people and and how like they don't want to be called homeless but houseless i think they even mentioned that yeah um, as a line in the movie but i mean i don't i don't know i think that may be a little bit of a stretch in terms of like this movie is meant to really bring awareness to a community of people right i think it's a it's a it's a good story for sure and it's played well it's beautifully shot it is like i, I think yeah. nomadland is the most yeah i think it's the most nominated movie of the year is it i think oh, there's that 10 the most, that was the most yeah there's 10 nominations oh. oh no no it is mank it is yeah, mank. I thought it was right. mank yeah yeah yeah. mank has 10 and i think this one has six but um Chloe Zhao for best director too. I think, yeah. well, I, think, I, think I think she, she may deserve it. Yeah. Um, just because good. how beautifully shot it was. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, a it, lot of it seemed like they literally just asked these communities. I don't know. I want to know how many of the people in the movies were acting versus them just 
going to some of these communities and saying like, hey, can we? I know that's a good question, right? It, yeah. Didn't it feel at points where it felt that genuine? It was, yeah. yeah, like it was very like a documentary. You're yeah, right. like where there yeah. she just kind of is there, and they're letting this film crew just because the speeches they were giving felt so like what you'd expect at like a camp out with where no one prepared anything to say where they just kind mm. of like got up and were just giving like a little talk but yeah the I'm story also surprised yeah. by how behind the scenes amazon was yeah like, I, I don't i i never really got to see because Francis i was McNorman interested did. in that too like yeah. they, they definitely like amazon branding was all over that and i was kind of like whoa like it's kind of no. weird that you a big company like that you would let them or they would let you like I guess they didn't ever show them in any kind of negative light. It really, you know, it was just right. kind of like this was our seasonal work that we're doing in the winter at, to make enough money to go the rest of the year, you know, or go through yeah. half of the year. And so I, I guess that's I was expecting I don't know. I mean, I kind of assumed that if they were using Amazon's name and, you know, like, it seemed like they were actually filming in the warehouse, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they wouldn't have shown anything, like, Amazon wouldn't have let them do anything negative. And I'm guessing right. the director just really wanted the realism because they probably, a lot of them actually do work for Amazon, like how she did. Right, and right. she probably really wanted to capture that and use that. So, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I definitely wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have zero replay value on No yeah. Man Land for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bottom three really have no replay. All right. What's what's the next one? Who wants to go next? I mean, after you that, guys for have to me go. Is... You guys have to go. <laughs> we have to go. To catch up. To catch up. I have two left. <laughs> Where are you at, know, What's right. your next one? I mean, Minari, actually, for me. I really, really? wanted to love Minari. Yeah. I, I wanted to love it going into it. But, um, and, and there, I mean, the kid is just too cute and, yeah. and too funny. And the grandma and his the interaction in the middle was, of that movie dude, was the, just. I thought the grandma acting wise was killing it yeah and I she deserves she... getting nominated and she did yeah she gets nominated for supporting actress but um i don't know man that's a like, shocker I, to me yeah that's a shocker, a shocker to me yeah. yeah i i felt there was just way too much emptiness um really? to keep me yeah to keep me engaged uh through I mean, minari i was and, it, and look yeah it, I, I will say that, like, I don't know what percentage of it is in Korean. Um, so you are having to pay very, very close attention. And so if it doesn't yeah. grip you at the beginning, right, then you begin to fade. I mean, I kind of, as soon as the movie started and I got a sense of what's going on. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. a period piece. We're talking about the 80s. We're talking about the South and this korean family who initially went to california and now they're trying to set up shop in not tennessee where they're mississippi right or arkansas mississippi mm-hmm. like just outside i think they were in mississippi they were like along the delta and they are setting up a farm there you know trying to farm there and like that whole just the concept of that was interesting to me just like 
you don't know what's going to happen. Like, okay, we're in the deep south with a bunch of immigrants. Mm-hmm. All right, so is this going to be about some, you know, some racist southern people? <laughs> is this going to be about, like, what is this going to be about? Yeah. You know, like, I didn't right. know what. And in the background, you have, like, obviously it's a struggle. Like, I'm feeling the struggle. Like, I'm really like, oh, my God, bro. Like, you're going to set up a farm by yourself? And, like, mm. you got to set up a well and you don't know what you're doing? Like, I'm really empathizing with the wife early and often in the movie. You know, I'm just like, oh, man, this seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Like, just a bad idea. Like, you know, yeah, and I'm, he's like working all all day, all, all night day. And he's got and it's, an issue his, and he's like, yeah. you can take the kids and go if you want, really. Cause, right. Yeah. And, I mean, it, but and you can also I could also empathize with that immigrant part of it, you know, that like yeah. our parents kind of like mentality, you know, that like just grind, just like grind, mm-hmm. grind, grind, just get it done. Like it doesn't you know what I mean? And that that part really like there were so many little pieces of that movie that like honestly, Minari was probably it's. I had a hard time. It's in the, my top two for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I just in, and, and I mean, it. So that whole I think the setup, at least the situations that could evolve, were enough of like a grip for me. And then, you know, like the grandmother comes to support, and then yeah, just the struggle that they go through from there on out, and then. You know, just the way it kind of ends, kind of beautifully. Like I, I, I liked. I don't know. I, yeah. I really. I, I liked will it. say it was slow I, for sure. It's not a. It is not a movie you can go in and it's going to be like moving you along through the story. You got to pay attention yeah. and you got to really just get absorbed. And I, I'm, I lived in that area, you know, like in Memphis for a while, and so, yeah. and I've driven down that delta down Mississippi like multiple times, and it's. Very like that, very open, mm. very like church in the middle of nowhere, very like you're on your own, like everything is and it's still like that. And mm. there was like a part of me, that I think, that got a little a little nostalgic for just that scenery, you know, like <laughs> I could uh, never I live in that area. But like there's a sort of like romanticism about the deep south and the way it looks now, you can imagine when you drive through that area that it's not changed much in the last, like, 40, 50 years. And it it really hasn't. Like, even the farms, you're not seeing, like, big industrial machinery and, like, things that tip you off that the farms have all changed. Like, it's the little churches that you see on a dusty road down the side are still, like, wooden and kind of ramshackle. Mm. And you're just like, man... There's nothing out here. Like, it's really poverty. (laughs) Like, this (laughs) area of the country is really desolate. There's a reason why they're, like, last in education and health and everything, you know? It just really hits. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And and I will say, like, where the line is drawn for me right before Minari for those three movies that I mentioned before, those I didn't like. From Minari all the way up, I actually liked. Mm. So it's not like I was super excited about Minari. Like, it's I I probably wouldn't elevate it up into 
top four or five of these of these pictures but yeah um i did like minari and for many of the reasons that you said you can just yeah. empathize with the situation and they did a good job of portraying the struggle and like yeah. i i don't get a chance to really laugh out loud in movies anymore i don't know why yeah. it's just very rare to laugh out loud in no. movies yeah especially sure. when you're not when, when you're watching it on your own like yes but when the grandma said broken ding dong <laughs> i i died laughing <laughs> you have to watch the movie to get that part but man that was the the rivalry between that small kid and the i grandma know is just, it's so good it's too good it's so good um all right my pick my fourth was judas and the black messiah oh wow okay i i went in and this may be like an expectations thing I mean, I was really hyped on this movie. Like, Keith Stanfield's been killing mm. it. And I mean, I like most of the stuff. I like a lot of things. I like him. And I think he picks interesting, unique projects, you know? I wasn't a big fan of uh, the gemstones and the whatever. That Uncut gems. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Uncut I, gems, you guys. Absolutely. You guys are way on the opposite <laughs> spectrum of that movie. <laughs> Ernie's top great five movie. Ernie's top Hello. five movie of all time. Especially Wait, after this year, B, man, where, that, B, that you just, didn't like you didn't like it either. Uncut no, I hated it. Man. Oh my god! I thank you, it. thank you, B. It. Thank you. I rarely feel I, like walking out of the theater. I, I loathe. If yes, you, yes. Uh, I loathe that so movie. <laughs> that Kevin Garnett a, had a great performance, a, though. KG was amazing in that, though. <laughs> I just the, the whole was thing was too. such a that's the only movie that's the only reason Zachy I need to brothers, that movie. Man. <laughs> Dude, that's just what? some that's such a corny art house movie. Huh? Like they had the music God. dubbing you, over the did they you were see like any did I could barely a, even hear them talking over the intro music for the first twenty minutes. Did you see Good Time by the same directors? No, good, no I didn't. Oh no. That was good? Directors. I mean, I don't know. If if you didn't like Uncut Gems, I'm not sure what you. I think maybe you'd think it was better, but I don't mm. know. Whatever. Judas and the Black Messiah, <laughs> though, it just didn't do it for me. I mean, we talked about really? this on a couple pods. I thought you really. liked it. That you gave. No, I'm saying as something. far as I'm saying as far as like the where this ranks on the list of the top movies. I'm saying it wasn't. It's in the bottom half you know like i don't mm, think it was that on a listen first of all i think of just these nine movies or just like yeah. this year or? no these nine movies i'm saying it was it's not a movie that it's not a movie that should have been nominated for best picture wow oh no way oh, i think man. it was i think it was good picture wise like i don't know the acting was so good in it the, the thing is, the good. expectation. I mean, it I wasn't maybe that what a was lot of it. people. Like, it, it was wasn't a biopic kinda... of Fred Hampton. That's the thing. Like, if you're going into thinking like I'm going to learn about Fred Hampton, it's it's not gonna. I didn't it's not learn all much about, about anything, you know. And it's just like the whole premise just seemed kind of seemed like I get that it's like a actual story that happened, but I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, but the performances, that's the thing. The thing that drove this movie home for me was just the three performances. Um, and I forget Daniel Kaluuya's uh, 
girlfriend's name, the actress, um, but she was amazing. Yeah, did she get nominated? Uh, no. no. She didn't. I don't think she did. He, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya didn't get nominated either, did he? He did. Did he? He and he, Lakeith he, both got nominated for oh, Best okay. Supporting Actor. It's so weird how they decide oh. what, who's supporting actor and it's all just like, like a, how is he how is he not the best how is he not the main actor because they think they because whoever <laughs> puts him up for nomination doesn't think he has he, a, he a has a chance better chance of winning yeah mm-hmm. yeah Dominique Fishback that's mm. she she's the one that played Deborah Johnson yeah I um, mean I don't know Judas and the Black Messiah it was it was fine. You know, it was just, <laughs> it was like a Netflix movie, like just a ho-hum <laughs> Netflix movie. Like I was hey, just like, nah, Netf- nah, man. It wasn't like, Daniel I'm not- Kalu, that was one of the, that was a great performance. Daniel. Yeah. It was a good performance. I'm not saying anything. I nominate him. Let him win. Whatever. That's fine. Mm. I'm not saying anything <laughs> about that. I'm just saying the movie, the movie didn't carry for me, you know? That's that's but, it. I mean, the thing is, they I thought they did a good job on on character development of on of everyone really. Those three main characters, like you, you felt for them. Yeah, um, at least for me, like all three of those characters, you could kind of see through their eyes a little bit on their own perspective, um, and it and it worked for me to be able to see it through their eyes. Yeah. It's uh, it was it's wild that um, that dude after he did that interview like that night went and killed himself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah. wild. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so wild. Like the guilt that guy must I have liked, been. Uh, I like Jesse Plemons a lot too. That guy's a good actor. Oh, oh, the cop. The cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He stays doing these racist roles, though. <laughs> like, I think he's the most typecast now. Ever since, uh, I mean, the first time I saw him was in uh, Breaking Bad. Right, right. And I think he was he, in Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, yeah. That's how I saw him. He had a small role Friday, in The, the Irishman. Lights had some great actors. I know. <laughs> all right b what's your next what's your next movie all right so now we're in the top two top, i think top three top, top three two. top three top three well, so it's just uh, for me it's um uh the the so now i i like all three of these movies and the the trial of the chicago seven is gonna come in at number three for me okay um i mean there's three three of these movies are actually netflix made movies in the top eight the the eight pictures that got nominated for best picture i think mank the trial of the chicago seven yep and um what was the other one is it judas and the black messiah right judas that was that was was hbo that was hbo yeah that's hbo HBO. oh promising young woman was that no it wasn't promising young woman no, maybe it was no, just those two. Was Sound just of Metal and No Man Land were both Amazon, right? Yeah, Sound yeah. of Metal. Yeah. All right, so Trial of Chicago 7 is number three. Yeah. Oh, that's the other one. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but it didn't get nominated for oh, the picture. Nominated. 
Yeah, but it got but nominated got for other things, stuff. and of course Chadwick is probably going to win for that one. But Child of the Chicago Seven, and it's so interesting that both that movie and uh, Jesus and I mean Ju- Judas and the yeah. Black Messiah are <laughs> yeah. set in the exact same time. They're two different Fred oh, Hamptons I know. that play. I yeah. thought that the was role. interesting too. Yeah, um, I I really liked the Trial of the Chicago Seven. It wasn't Me too. like. It was it, a fun movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. 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 It was it, a very it, fun. I would watch that movie again. I would yeah. too. Movies. It was entertaining. Of all the movies, I think I would watch it again. It'd be that yeah. One. That's a good point. I think it does actually have the most replay, replay it, value for me. 100%. I, yeah. That's why, for me, I put it at number one. I put Trial of Chicago 7 at number one. Even though I know yeah. it's kind of like... Yeah, it's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Aaron Sorkin, like we know what's coming, witty, uh, con- you know, witty um, banter between the actors, and like the scenes are kind of quick, and everything's really sharp, and you know, like you kind of know what you're gonna get with Aaron Sorkin, you know, screenplays and stuff. Like everything's gonna be really smart, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone is gonna be sharp and on their game. But it was just like a fun movie like i just enjoyed it like i just enjoyed it the most you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like i a just a lot of different layers to it i mean there's so many different characters because there's seven folks on trial so like even <laughs> sasha baron cohen being in yeah. that movie was just like he did such a good job he did so good he's actually yeah. i would put him as my supporting actor pick yeah i really enjoyed and- i, I love that yeah they were hilarious. It was funny and serious at the same time. I love movies mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I love movies and I love movies that have a good story in it and like it was it had every I had all the elements of a great movie, you know? Right. Steve, it wasn't yeah. like you the me, great you and me got the same number one. You and me got the same number one. I'm so shocked. Wow, that is a wow. shock. That is based shocking. on all of your other ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ernie was hyping Promising Young Woman. I thought it would be higher on his list. I mean, you were like, "Oh, it's a good movie." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, and when I saw it, I it, thought I was really, th- I was like, "Oh, this this has to be a good movie." I was like, "There's I no mean, way this like, when can't I, be fun." I, I just think that like Promising Young Woman isn't like an Oscar type of movie. Like, yeah, it just yeah, yeah, yeah. No. it was just fun, fun, and I just. Like no, but in like some that. ways, neither is Trial of Chicago 7. And that's yeah. that's probably yeah, yeah. why mm-hmm. I'm a little kind of like, I, it is my number one. It's like my most favorite movie or most fun movie that I watched of all these movies. But it's definitely not like an Oscar type movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. a fun movie, but it's like, it's kind of like if you watched movies the year die hard or the rock came out like those were fun movies like but you're not gonna put them in the best picture category you know like in some ways trial of chicago sevens almost it's threading that needle like it's i don't know like if, yeah i don't know if it's a oscar level type you know that, that kind of gravitas mm-hmm. so judas and black messiah that's my oscar number one minari is my oscar number one minari Followed closely by Sound of Metal, which was yeah, amazing. That's, that's amazing. For me, the Sound of Metal, man. That now that's so Oscar good. type of movie, yes. and it just it just hit gripping, on every, oh, gripping, man. and Riz especially Ahmed, the ex- oh man, killed it. Yeah, 
I mean, I can't believe you didn't like that movie, Ern. I really thought you no, would no, like no. that movie. I, no, no, no. Let me tell you. I I thought it was okay. I mean, I liked how they did stuff with the sound. You know, you oh, just didn't like experience. having to read. You didn't like having no. to read. <laughs> no, I know it. it. it you matter. had to pay more attention <laughs> than you that, normally. That's not why? That's did not you why. watch it in one sitting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did? I watched. Yeah, I actually got through it in one sitting. Amazing. Just, it's not too long. No, it's not long. No. Yeah. But Ern, you never know. He sometimes it took him. It took <laughs> no, him like I four. Mean, he watched Mank in like it four be, parts. It could be. It, Mank took forever. I mean, that was. <laughs> yeah. Trial of Chicago Seven. I I kept me the whole way though. Like, even if it's a movie I sometimes want to see, if it's kind of slow and boring it'll probably take me a couple of sittings (laughs) i'm surprised i mean yeah it took me at least three it took me at least three sittings a lot too and he did really well in it i don't know i just didn't like i didn't love the story honestly it still shocks me that steve sat through justice league in one sitting (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i don't yeah what's up steve can steve gets through movies that's right. Respect, I don't think he ever That's good stuff. I watch movies. Yeah, but I don't know how you can get through it in one sitting. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I if you're at gonna, home, at if home. The only guy, way I can watch it in one sitting is at this the guy took That's this guy only. took like five years or whatever the great Snyder cut, you know, and yeah. we're not gonna let him actually get through the whole cut. Like this is his cut. Like why That's would true. you chop it up in half? The only the only way I can watch a movie in one sitting is at the theater yeah i'm watching it at home that's that's a hard that's hard to do but it is a good indicator of the i guess the quality of the movie right i mean Mm -hmm. for you it could if you do actually find it gripping enough to watch it in one sitting i'm gonna take what i can get out of the sound of uh sound of metal because you watched it in one sitting yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah 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 No, but, I man. thought Sound of Metal. Those top three: Trial, Trial of Chicago Seven for me. Trial of Chicago Seven, Minari, Sound of Metal. I think, and then followed by that would be Mank. Like Mank yeah. was my like right in the middle, like right between Judas and the Black Messiah and Sound of Metal. I put Mank. Um, I, did you did you watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix? I didn't. I heard so many good things about it, though. I heard it was like this fictionalized what if, if all these important characters got together. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's uh, One Night in Miami. Oh, that's the one I'd heard a lot about. I've heard a lot about that. Fictional? It didn't actually happen. Yeah, yeah. One Night in Miami is uh, Malcolm X. Yes. Sam. And like Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, and Jim Brown getting together, but right. is Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? I don't know if those are that's different. I didn't know that they were actually playing anybody. Oh, I don't um, know. I don't even know what that movie's about. That's Viola Davis got nominated for best, um, I think lead actress for that, and Chadwick okay. got best lead actor. And so I guess posthumously he's gonna get he's gonna win because I like, mean that's. Another but he's kind of... he did good, and this was really one of his best performances for, for was real. It... But uh, I mean, you got to. I mean, it. is it like 
Is it? I actually liked him better in Defive Bloods, which Defive Bloods be, only because it came out so early in the year, everyone forgot about it. But I, I liked. I thought it was worthy of being nominated Five, at least. Five Bloods wasn't a, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I I, I, did, I, I couldn't. Guy, I didn't I like it. it. You didn't like it. I was not a Five Bloods. I was like, <laughs> this is another Spike Lee miss. I, I love me some Spike Lee, man. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> He's that, a national just, treasure, Steve. I mean, I'm on the sidelines of a Knicks game, sure, but like, you know. <laughs> Behind a camera, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of this guy's still writing out his like, you know, his early movies. <laughs> He's still writing. It's kind of like M Night Shyamalan still somehow gets movies, even though he hasn't put out anything good in like yeah. twenty years. But like I was saying though, with with Chadwick, he was he wasn't on the screen all that much. I didn't even feel like he was the lead actor in that movie. I mean, he had That's his moments all. for sure. That's he all he the had his reason. moments for sure. But Maybe. Riz Ahmed, man, learning yes. how to play the yes. drums, learning yes. sign language, and Thank giving you. that performance. Thank like, you. That's my pick. This. That is my pick. That's the guy who should win. Yeah, and and uh, best supporting actor. I'm really pulling for Paul Rachi. Like he, mm. nobody's really. He's been in like so many movies, but never got his shine. Yeah, like, I know he's been working in the industry for what 35 years, and this is the first time he's really getting any kind of recognition. And I thought his he played that role really well too. He did really well. He yeah. was really good. I mean, and I'm I'm such a sucker for a good moral of the story too. And he just hasn't like done valley. many like movies though, right? He's more of like a TV actor, right? Yeah, he's been a TV actor. He 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 made the joke that he's like always the houseless or homeless person, like on so many different either TV shows or movies that he's <laughs> been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's definitely like a guy that you've seen in a lot of stuff, but right. I've never like come to I've never actually him. Yeah. seen him do anything big like this before, but he did really well. Yeah. Um, who's your best actress pick? Man, I don't know if you've seen um Pieces of a Woman, another no. Netflix movie, but Vanessa Kirby Oh, dude, from Pieces the, of a Woman from the uh, the Crown. From she's, the crown, yeah. She's in the crown. She's, she's uh, a princess like Margaret. Yeah. She's the princess sister. Margaret. So pieces oh, sister, of a woman, okay. it's a, was that movie good? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a heart-wrenching movie. It's hard to get through because it's t- touching on the subject of like losing a child to um, miscarriage because oh. of a home birth. So it's a really mm. niche movie, but yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. just around like, um, like a, a, a subsequent trial that may take place about what happened during this home birth, um, and she, of course, was the mother. So, but her her performance is really gripping. I thought she did a good job. I, I don't think she has any chance just based on the odds that I've seen out there for it. But I thought she was really good. Shia mm. LaBeouf played the other role in mm. that movie. Uh, okay. And I didn't see uh, the United States versus Billy Holiday. Uh, Billy Holiday, so I heard oh. Andre, Andre Day did a really good job in that. But 
I don't know. What the heck? Eliza Schlesinger is in that movie? The the comedian. Pieces of a woman. In what? The United States vs. Billy Holiday? No, no, Pieces of a Woman. She's in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was, looking at the, I was looking at the people in that movie. It's interesting. One of the yeah. Safdie brothers is in that, too. I was oh like, God. what? So oh, really? Act. Yeah. There's very few people in that movie. Yeah, They're like, it stars all these people, like Molly Parker, Sarah Snook, mm-hmm. Eliza Schlesinger, Benny yeah, Safdie. Cast. Hmm. Hmm. Did you did you see I care a lot because she she won best in um, Golden Globe, Rosamund Pike. Oh yeah, yeah I liked oh. that. That was a underrated movie. I yeah, care I a lot. That, man. Yeah. yeah, I think it got classified as a comedy in the it Golden Globes. The, yeah, yeah. Um, but she did good in that. That's another Netflix movie. I feel like I've been watching. I'm sure you watched it. Did you watch News of the World? No. You did The Tom Hanks movie. I yeah. heard that was good. You'd recommend it? No, no, I haven't watched it. Like, I honestly, I didn't watch that many movies this year. I haven't seen any, hardly any movies. Dude, you like I Care a Lot? Ernie? Yeah, I liked it. The, oh, the user score is it got scorched. It. Oh, really? Like, there's such a discrepancy between the critic score and the user scores. (laughs) No, when it's that bad, I don't know. (laughs) Did you guys ever do White Tiger? Yeah. Oh, we didn't didn't, do it, but we watched it. it. We watched it. I watched it. I liked it. I know you were talking about it, right? But I don't think you guys ever thought about it. it. I liked it. liked it. it. White Tiger is number three on my list of my favorite movies of the year. I liked it. I mean, didn't you feel like that guy? Like, I honestly had to look up if that guy was actually like a servant or something. Like, I didn't <laughs> think he was an actual actor. I, I mean, know. he played it That's so perfect. Like, if you've ever been so to good. India and you've seen a servant, they are exactly yeah. like that guy acted. Yeah. They are yeah. ex- and you imagine that is exactly how their lives are. Very like whenever like. Whenever, like, you know, my some of my family in India is really well off, you know, like they've done really well and like they have a lot of drivers and stuff, you know, and like when I go over there and I see these drivers, like we'll go, we'll go far away and there'll be, they'll bring two drivers with them and like at, when we all go to the hotel, I'm always like, where are the drivers going? And they just, like, mm-hmm. stay in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Yeah. They have their little, like, crew. Like, the yeah, but, they, like, dude, but it just, to me, I always feel so bad. I'm just like, what? Well, how are we going to let these guys just stay in the car? They're like, no, no, you know, they're getting paid, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is. Mm. And, like, they act exactly like you go to the car. They're like, w- go over the top try to be nice and like open the door and do all kinds of crazy things you're like go bro like it's okay man like i can open the door like it's cool like i can put my bags inside like you don't have to you know and it's just it's just one of those things it's it's like if you get if you feel a certain kind of way when if you have like cleaning people and they come vacuum around you and you just feel like oh sorry uh yeah i should have cleaned (laughs) a little better uh you know like 
<laughs> like whenever when I was growing up, I mean, this just tells you how privileged we were. Like, you know, there'd be like some cleaning ladies that would come like once every couple of weeks to like vacuum and stuff, you know. And I just remember feeling super guilty, like, dang, like this is stuff we could do, you know, like. But here's other people doing it. And, like, I'm in the yeah. room. It's like, should I leave? Like, should I move stuff around? Like, should I pick stuff up? Like, and I feel the same way with these guys. You know, when you're that's like times 10 in India. They're, they're always doing stuff for you that you're just like, I, I can do. Like, they're putting their napkin, like, on your lap for you and you go to the restaurant. Like, they're just doing yeah. stuff for you. You're just like, they yeah, I can. Stay, stay watching to see if you drank a little bit yeah. of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to refill your water <laughs> yes literally like running if it yeah. like passes the halfway point yeah. right like oh, man. the service in india in like asian countries in general like i mean just unmatched right like yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. the white tiger i mean that's my kind of, like i i really liked i mean i liked it a lot it was good yeah yeah, it, it hit on a lot of different notes. So wait, are your top in your your own personal top ten? I mean, do you have a different top two, or is it one of these? Judas and the Black Messiah is the only one that is in um, both lists. No, not in the top two. So my top, my my number one movie of the year, yeah, is Tenet. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Ernie and I need to have a, a special podcast <laughs> yeah. about that. You but. guys may, <laughs> but Ern didn't. I, Ern didn't like it though. Ern, did you? I, know. Like I mean, it? I think I think I because know, like, I remember last year listening to your podcast and Ernie was it's, expecting it's cause I have a, It's because I have a, I had a high expectation, but I, yeah, I mean, I I liked it. It just I think they could have done things better, but that's a movie I could just watch. Like I could watch it a bunch of times. Oh yeah, I mean that's instantly. I watched it a second time. Um, what? With, oh yeah, I mean not not right after, but the next day, somebody else, like Michelle, wanted to watch that. You're the like, next oh, day, yeah. my wife. So then that's I, I watched it the next day for sure. And it, oh, you ha- it's like the type I, of movie that it. you're just gonna get. I, oh I really? You I bought it? it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> hey, I so own tenet- it. I own it too, Ern. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Tenet is one for me. The Sound of Metal is two. White Tiger is three. Judas wow. and the Black Messiah. Wow. The okay. Little Things. I don't know. For some reason, that really was little gripping things. for me. That's What's Denzel, that? Rami oh, Malek, no. and uh, Jared Leto. Oh, the HBO oh, movie. Man, no, I didn't watch it. I, I would recommend watching that. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thriller. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, big time thriller, but yeah, uncorked. <laughs> that came out earlier in the year. It's about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's about like a, yeah, yeah, wine, yeah, he, like a, yeah, wine um, sommelier, yeah, mm-hmm. black, trying to take, uh, being kind of ready to take over his family business, but he wants to fulfill his dreams. I thought that that movie just hit for me, uncorked. Hmm. That was number six. Trial of the Chicago Seven. In at seven. Onward, the animated movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I haven't seen yeah. that. That I was good. That. I like that better than Soul, actually. Oh, I um, did see Soul. I didn't see Soul. Yeah. I saw Soul, but it, it didn't have that. I mean, 
it didn't have that emotional gut check that everyone was talking about for me. Like I got it, yeah. you know, I, I got it. Like I understood. And I mean, I, but it felt, it felt like they were trying a little too hard to try to do yeah. that. You know, like I felt like they were yeah. trying to like evoke the tears. Like, listen, it's toy story three, like that, that, you know, Ratatouille, <laughs> toy story three, like there's a couple there. You know, but uh, you can't do it every single movie. Yeah. You should watch Onward. I think you'd like it, too. I'll check it yeah. out. Yeah. I'll check and it out. The, the Mauritanian. Did you watch oh, that? Oh, no. I want to see that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's about Jody the Guantanamo Foster. Bay yeah. mm-hmm. kind of Did she scandal. get nominated for Oscars? Yeah, she did. Okay. She, um. I, I think, think supporting I saw, actress. I saw a lot of documentaries and stuff this year. I probably should have like. I probably should have. I mean, this is just a crazy year with everything. Yeah, I should keep track. I mean, I usually will rate the movies on um, Flickster. You know, like mm-hmm. I usually go on after I watch it, and like I'll put like some kind of rating next to it. But I just haven't done that now in a while. I feel like. I'm so behind on a lot of movies and there's so many like movies that come out that we don't end up watching. I feel like there was some movie that I really wanted to watch last year that I just never got to. And and now I don't even remember like what the name is, you know, it's just like, Mm. Every day, it's like between Netflix, Amazon, HBO, Hulu, whatever. It's just like there's something new all the time. I've watched a lot of TV shows, you know, documentaries and TV shows. I feel like that's what I've yeah. been watching a lot of this year. I do feel like there is somewhat of a theme to the Best Picture nominees. Now, I didn't see The Father, but yeah. I feel like quite a few of them did have some commentary on socialism. Um, I know Mank did have some political commentary on socialism, obviously, in Judas and the Black Messiah right. and Trial of the Chicago 7 around the same time. Um, but then also just like either socialism or just like the low income kind of come up stories like Nomadland, um, not really come up, but basically Nomadland, The Sound of Metal. Right. Um I think both kind of portrays just like low income kind of struggles of trying to get enough to to get by. Right. Um I thought that was interesting that there is at least some kind of theme between these these movies that are nominated. Yeah. Wait, you thought you thought Sound of Metal had some I mean, because basically he's living, he and his girlfriend are living out of their air, um, airstream, right? Right. And like, basically he's come to grips with a whole change in his identity, but he wants to get back to being able to hear again. And so he needs to muster up enough money to have this, um, the surgery. Right. 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 Like literally like how is that how is that gonna happen how is he actually gonna 
make that work. Man, and the portrayal of what it sounds like when they get the cochlear implants put in is so distressing. I know. Because you really, I mean, when you, you'll see babies get, get those implants put in and like the moms will start talking to them and they just light up, you know, like. Yeah. They're just so ecstatic to hear something, you know, and you yeah. get this false sense that these things are essentially just microphones that are just picking up everything and like transmitting it like regular sound. Yeah. And yeah. I'm assuming that they really went to great lengths to try to replicate what the experience is really like when you get a cochlear implant and if it's anything like that i mean that would just be awful awful mm. i mean it's yeah i mean static. that dinner party that yeah. dinner party scene at the end really makes oh, you feel it right to man. not not be able to enjoy the sound of music and exactly. like beautiful music at that like oh man exactly that was just Can't imagine as someone who listens to a lot of music and just, Mm -hmm. I mean, music is deeply in like, I, I can definitely foresee a time if I ever get senile, if they ever just play old music for me, I'm going to be like those old people that hear the music and like reawaken, you know, like Mm. music. I feel like hits on that level for me and so to not to imagine a world where you can't hear music is like just devastating just so interesting devastating and and how they open the movie up too because i'm guarantee the majority of the people don't like heavy metal right so the beginning of that movie being right in the middle of their concert is also very hard to listen to for me. Right. And I feel like that's what they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of, I don't know. I, I think they're purposely juxtaposing that. Of yeah. Like it's, it's, it's really an, an experience watching that movie. And I, and I felt it all the way through. And just like he loses, not just his sound, <laughs> like he loses everything. Right. Mm -hmm. He loses his means of how he made a living. He loses his home. He loses his closest person. Like he loses everything. Mm. You know, like he has nothing at the end of that movie. And it's just like the, the thing that I really appreciated about it is that it really brought you into the deaf community more yeah. so than just a movie about trying to get your hearing back and being made right. whole again. Like it wasn't that at all, even though that's what as the audience you're kind of expecting to be the case, but it was really an introduction into a community of people um, that's definitely underrepresented, but is not, uh, is not lesser. It's just, it's just different. And so I think they portrayed that really well. Yeah, no, totally. I, yeah, I thought it was, and that, I mean, that whole aspect of it was pretty cool, you know, like that. And I really thought, and that's why I think 
I mean, I get it. Chadwick Boseman, you know, like I know. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of the posthumous kind of awards because it's it's one thing if you really do some work that's like above and beyond and it's just like you know like when what's his name died after Joker, you know, and the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I was like I could see him winning that, you know. I'm really shocked yeah. he didn't. Or he did, didn't he? Best supporting. I don't know. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I yeah. mean, that one makes sense. You know, that one makes some sense to me because it was such an amazing redo of the, the, you know, the Joker. But like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I haven't heard anything he had like one amazing seed. He really you had gotta, one gotta great scene. Watch, watch the performance. You got to watch the performance. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm saying, like, I, I can see where this nomination's coming from, like a mile away, and it just seems like, yeah, all right, it's in the bag for this guy, and it's just like, well, I don't know, like. Riz Ahmed, I thought, just just absolutely destroyed his role. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just such yeah. a intense physical role he took on, yeah. and he did it so well. And he's such a, I mean, he, his acting chops are like second to none in everything he's done from the night of on down. Right, yeah. like the first thing I ever saw him was, was I think in the night of, and he just killed that, and yeah. like. I was like, man, this dude is legit, you know. Rizzo. I usually not to hate mention, on uh, Indian not to actors. Mention he's a like bit. full on, full on English accent. Yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah. he's putting on a convincing American dude, accent. Eng- learn dude, the, the drums. English, learn sign language. The like, English are the best actors yeah, in the world. The English, the English, English are the absolute. The, yeah, I can yeah. see why Hollywood wants to work with them. They don't come in with attitudes. They go to work. They, like, put in the work. I think American Hollywood actors have, like, a penchant for drama and for being really, like, uppity Hollywood types that are very demanding on set. And I think that's why these British actors have really found a home in Hollywood now because they do their work really well. They really care about their craft. And they come in and they just clock in and clock out. There's no BS in between, you know? Yeah. So I think that's yeah. why you were seeing so many English actors and British actors like just walk in and do these roles and they have and they do their American accent and no one can tell the difference. Like yeah. it's so good. Yeah. I first Muslim to be nominated for best lead actor too. Really? Yeah. Really. That's Stephen Yoon, first Asian American lead actor. That's wild. That's so wild. That is crazy. How has there not been another Asian? Yeah, I think the grandma, the grandma is the first Korean um, woman to be nominated. That's crazy. I mean, there's been other Asian actresses, I'm guessing then. Or maybe not. For, I don't know. Have there ever been a best actress, Asian best actress? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. No nominees I can think of. Two two women nominated for Best Director for the first time ever. I'm sure one of them will win. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think Nomadland. Yeah. Yeah. I think Who's your pick for too. Best uh, Director, Earn? 
Her, yeah. I, I think. Uh, best director. Let me see. You're the big director guy. I know. He's gonna I mean, give I haven't it to seen. I haven't seen three of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I started another. How round. is this guy how. on a movie podcast? <laughs> Bro, these Oscar movies. It's different. Man. I don't know. I didn't love the movies this year. I feel like I it mean, wasn't a regular year for movies. Yeah. There's so yeah. many like straight to straight to movie. Like, do you straight- know? Do you know what uh, what movie is the top grossing movie of the year? I mean, obviously because nobody went to the theater for the majority of the year. So, so do you must know be what something movie in the beginning of the year, like domestic or worldwide. Uh, oh. that's a good question. I think it's domestic that I saw. Um. Ooh, something at the beginning of the year, probably. Yeah, there's no way. It's Bad Boys. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad Boys? I know, because it came out in January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Bad Boys. That's wild. Um, I'll tell you, Coming to America, did you watch that? I didn't watch it. I'm just, I, I think no. y'all mentioned it last time. Yeah. That you just didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to. Because you don't want I the first one to be ruined. Exact I really don't. same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And now the ghost, this summer, this last summer, Ghostbusters, the sequel or whatever was supposed to come out, you know? Mm-hmm. That's another one where I'm kind of like, I mean, it had some Stranger Things vibes to it in the trailer that I saw, but I don't know. That's another another one where I was kind of like, I don't know if I really want to touch movies that, you know, I'm very fond of and ruin them for me, you know? I just... I mean, this is part of the problem with... I mean, like, the 90s... I feel like was a golden era of like best picture television, like movies, you know, like yeah. Shawshank Redemption and, you know, uh, a saving private Ryan and Titanic and like, you know, all these like blockbuster, huge, like amazing epic movies. And it's just like, where are these movies now? I know. I just, I was just literally looking at the 1998 top, grossing movies yeah um and it was like titanic armageddon saving private ryan there's exactly. something about mary number four <laughs> <laughs> the water boy was number five. Oh my god that's and rush hour was number eight <laughs> but like now the last 10 years have been completely dominated by disney the last 10 years from 2020 down to 2011 uh, and it's all superhero. Like it's just all been superhero movies that just dominate the the press yeah, and man. the actual box office. Don't get me started <laughs> on favorite, that. Steve's, Steve's favorite, favorite genre. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at like the last whatever many years, right? It's like it was Parasite, Green Book. Parasite was amazing. Parasite was amazing, but not like an epic movie. The Shape of Water, Moonlight, Spotlight, Birdman, 12 Years a Slave, Argo, The Artist, The King's Speech, The Hurt Locker, Slumdog, No Country for Old Men. 
That was a good movie. There will be blood was nominated that year too. That was a good mm-hmm. year. Those, those are good. That's a good list. Atonement, Juno. Yeah, those were all good. 2007, The Departed, 2006. That was a. That's like definitely one of those I've watched multiple times type mm-hmm. best picture. Crash overrated. Oof. Crash, that was, was, Crash was good, man. That was a bad movie. It was okay. Yeah, it was very it was overrated. A, it was okay. It was, yeah. I thought it was good. No. <laughs> Million Dollar Baby before that. Then Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I guess that, you know. Chicago, A Beautiful Mind, Gladiator 2000. It was like 2000. That was a gladiator, you know, like, boom. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Can you name the only two movies ever to be the top grossing of the year and get Best Picture? Wait, give me a decade. Is it in the 90s? No, ever. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, there's only been... How many ever best pictures that have won, right? Yeah. So how many? I mean, there's only two that's ever been the top grossing movie of all time, and it's oh the top the, grossing of all time and top I mean, grossing for that year and won best picture. I mean, Titanic, obviously. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Titanic. And there's one more. There's one more, which you you've already just named at some point. Oh, glad you your list. No. Ooh, not gladiator. Oh, oh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Return of the King. Return of the King. Which I don't know about you guys, but Lord of the Rings doesn't hold up to me the way like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, I mean, like those trilogies. Mm-mm. I mean, who's no. out there like yeah, like even Harry Potter has way Harry more. Harry Potter takes it too. Harry, yeah, Harry, Harry Potter, you could watch all eight of those movies over and over again. But like Lord of the Rings, no one wants to watch Lord of the Rings over and over. <laughs> Only I mean, the, I would take it over like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yeah, like that. But, yeah, and Fast and Furious yeah. and all those trash movies. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh, Lord no, of the Rings. Star Wars, no chance. No chance. No ch- yeah, no chance. No yeah, I would put it just above like any of those, the Hunger Games or something like that. Yeah, and Hunger I mean, Games it's only because Hunger good, Games but... kind of threw the they threw in the last movie. I mean, like their their last two movies were terrible. You know, like yeah, they just so dark. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not the movies of today are not. We're we're entering a really dark period, I think, for movies. <laughs> <laughs> there's no creativity. No, like, no, you no. Could, I mean, there's this just, year you could you could say there was a. I feel like there was a lot of unique stories, even just among the best picture nominees. Okay, of the best picture I'm just nominees, looking, I like last year's list so much better than this year's list. You did? Let I'm me look at last at year's. Parasite. Oh, Ford versus Ferrari was Joker, Ford versus Ferrari is like the Trial of Chicago Seven, like a movie that really shouldn't be a Best Picture. You know what I mean? Like nineteen seventeen. Yeah. yeah, I think Parasite nineteen seventeen was were good. Two of my favorite, yeah. My favorite last year is got to be either Little. I mean, I loved Parasite. It was definitely the Best Picture. But my favorite movie of 
the movies was either Little Women or Jojo Rabbit. Those were my top two. Oh man, both were really good. I forgot about that. Yeah, jo- there was Jojo Rabbit list. was I love Jojo Rabbit way more than I thought I would. Like yeah. way more than I thought I was gonna like. And Little Women and Lo- was just great. I mean it was just Loki Little Women has replay value for sure. For yes. A hundred the cinematography yeah. was great and it gave me a lot of those um uh, Pride and Prejudice vibes from like mm-hmm. the Kira Knightley version. It gave me like big Pride yeah. and Prejudice vibes in that way, and it was good, like in a good yeah. way, you know. Like I, I didn't do it this year, but I told myself I could watch this movie every Christmas. Like Little it, Women, it, it's like the yeah, because yeah. at the end you do have that feel of Christmas, but yeah, um, there, there's something about it that's just really compelling. I showed it to my parents. Uh, my dad and my stepmom I when I was visiting they wanted to watch uh, they wanted to watch a movie and they they kept picking like bad movies and were like getting disappointed Mm. and they were like okay can you pick something for us and so I picked Little Women and yeah they loved it you know it was just so good it's just a good movie the Irishman was terrible, though. I mean, Ern, come on. Yeah, Irishman. Irishman was bad. That was terrible. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was good. I mean, you know, it was... I liked Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Marriage Story Joker. was also good. Joker was good. Just looking back, I'm looking back at my list, like, always be my my maybe made my top, my top <laughs> always nine. Always be my maybe. That's the, um, I think it's a Netflix, but it's like a rom-com all Asian oh. leads set oh, in the nineties. It's like not set I in the nineties, but basically. This. There's a sequel to that, right? Is it? Is it coming or out? They're, that or they're coming amazing. out with a sequel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see that. I heard yeah. very good things about that. Yes, it's good, especially for like the millennial in all of us. Like it does have a lot of nineties music, which is so good. <sighs> man, I'm always a fan of that. Man, yeah. they always can get me with that. <laughs> what was that movie I feel uh, with what's her name that Irish actress Suarez Ronan Ronan I don't know how you say her first name oh, that was um, in um, uh, yeah that's a couple years Lady Bird Lady Bird oh, that's a very it. that 90s. was my favorite yes that was my favorite from that year. That was like 2017. Yeah, yeah. That was a very good. Yeah, that was a very nineties. Oh, my... I never saw the Shape of Water. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't either, actually. It's good. Very different. <laughs> yeah, but I read the I read Guillermo the book. Del Toro is. Uh... He makes some interesting movies. I read the book Shape of no, Water. No, no, not though. Del Toro. <laughs> this is Guillermo. the other Guillermo. Right? No, it is That's Guillermo Del Toro. Del Toro. Oh, it is? Is it yeah. Guillermo Del yeah. Toro? Who am I thinking about? He wrote the <laughs> he wrote the story and like produced it and directed it and everything. He wrote the book too. I read the book. Who's the guy who's the guy in the Star Wars movie that plays that uh Oh Benicio, Benicio, oh. Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I see Benicio, all I think of is he—he—he he, he looks exactly like Brad Pitt. He does. Oh look yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Just yeah, older, yeah. Just, That's older a good one. just older, just older. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
No, the movie that guy was There's this in. one movie coming out I'm looking forward to. It's about like this um intergalactic tournament of ancient martial arts. What? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh. Steve yeah. Steve's watching that with me. I'm taking him to the theater to see I uh, I absolutely need a podcast following uh Mortal Kombat from you. I mean sure. Steve will watch it. I already know that. I mean, I'll There's watch no way it. in the world he'll watch it. There's no way in the world he'll it's watch it. It's free on, isn't it an HBO release yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah. I'll watch the, go. I'll watch that's, it that that's way. That's bringing me back to the theaters, that movie. Oh, yeah. That's no. your first, <laughs> you're oh going to kiss the gosh. ground and enter that into the That should not be the movie that brings you back, bro. <laughs> bring oh the chalk, God. bring the LeBron chalk as you're oh my <laughs> about goodness. to sit down. Listen, man, World like, Combat, we, that's we, just we have to. I just can you just see what they're trying to do? Can you just see what they're trying to do? Oh, I mean, I don't care what they're trying to do with Mortal Kombat. I mean, they're trying. Sub Zero and Scorpion in the movie. <laughs> they looked at the demographic that has money, and they said, "How old are these guys now? What did they used to do in 1992 or 94?" Yeah. And they are putting out content just to get you to come. Get oh, some nostalgia. 100%. Exactly. That's definitely. I mean, I mean that's, Mortal Kombat and Space Jam. That's it. Give us, oh give us your goodness. money. That's another one. Like I, I'm not, I, all these NBA fans that are all hyped about Space Jam. I'm like, why? We had a Space Jam. What are we gonna do? It. He's gonna beat the Monstars again. Of course. Like, what's what's the? What are we watching? Yeah. We just want. I don't get it. Well. Is that it, boys? Yep. We so. good? We uh, we're all Always done. A Be pleasure. any, yeah, man. Thank you for uh, coming back for the. This is gonna be an extra long pod, but yeah, it's fine. This is the the Snyder cut. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, for Steve uh, and Ernie and uh, for B. Who's uh, from the <laughs> Shut Your Face podcast? We'll have the links in the in the description and the show notes. B, thanks for being on. Oh, thank you guys. It's yeah, always a, always a pleasure. I honestly can't believe we've been doing this for three years. Like that's wild I to know. me. It's wild. Um, but you gotta keep it going. I know this is the last time we'll be doing it from the DMV, though. Shoot, I know. I'll be uh, I'll be elsewhere. <laughs> all right guys uh good show um and uh yeah we're out Can I just say, like, the last time we did this pod, I, me and B talked about tennis at the end, and like now B's oh, a big Djokovic man. fan. I'm like so stoked about that. It's like oh, one of man. my ha- the happiest things that I'm like. <laughs> oh my goodness! I have a sport. Starts off with tennis. This guy starts <laughs> off with tennis. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I just had to. I just had you to say that. You waited a whole year to start off. With I really that. have been waiting a whole year. I really have. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like he's oh, a true man. Djokovic fan. Oh, absolutely, man. Oh, I can't. Believe you converted it. me. It's like a straight up conversion. From I nothing love that. Into a Usually, fan. no one, no one gets converted to Djokovic. I if I that. truly find myself watching like one of these Masters tournaments yeah. or something like that, I've literally tried to look at some of these random atp yeah, yeah, yeah tournaments to try and watch i don't know how you can find them but it's it's it, that it's level like of tennis. fandom at this point yeah dude that's awesome yeah tennis channel usually is where you know and then sometimes you got to go to like channel? online those like online streaming yeah sometimes you gotta oh, go yeah. to Tennis I mean, I feel like yeah. the thing that is uh, value to me too. I mean, I love, I, I really like Djokovic now. I mean, the more and yeah. more I, I watch of him and hear from him, yeah. but I feel like an early adopter to being a fan. Like you're in it before he's everyone. The mass media names him the goat because it's gonna happen. I mean, dude, I, that's see, that's wild to me. He's won 18 championships, and you feel like you're an early adopter. To me, that That's tells me everything I know. That tells me everything there is to know about how Djokovic is portrayed in the media. It's just like, yeah. it's wild to me. It's yeah, just absolutely right. wild. That's what happens when you hit a ball person with this. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, and he's had like some questionable I mean, COVID takes and all that. Like, he'll no, screw things up. He's every definitely, now and then, he's not like a perfect character. Like, and there are things you can definitely critique him about as far as like just random ways he goes about things you know um and some of his beliefs and just like you know he's like a very he's definitely like a superstitious kind of guy i feel you know but so is nadal to some degree like how he arranges his bottles in a certain way before everything he he always goes through like a very ritualized way of like he pulls like his hair back on either side and then he pulls the shorts like everything is the same every time with him Mm -hmm. you know yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Fetter's probably the most like agnostic. Like he just gets in there and just does what he does, you know? Like it's yeah. Right. I'm actually listening yeah. to a podcast that's only about those three guys. Like they all they do is talk about the, it's called three. Um Oh really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting. I've actually been enjoying it. I thought it was gonna get kind of lame, but because tennis podcasts are not on the level of like football, basketball, baseball. Like they're not at that level of content you know quality yet you know but there's some decent stuff out there so i've yeah yeah there was this one guy you i think you liked or retweeted yeah his stuff on twitter the big three. Oh um, yeah 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 he guy, that guy does a lot of um he made a podcast too but he didn't keep he made up a podcast it. yeah but, but that's it, real dry man yeah <laughs> His poor guy, because he's. I mean, because he talk. He brings in like a tennis coach, like is most likely probably his tennis coach, and right. talks about like the technique of each of those three guys. Right, right. And I was like, oh, this is, I can't, I can't was, do forty five minutes of talking. That was about. not a good. That was not a good uh, pod. I heard that one. Yeah, yeah the guy that yeah. does the big three. No, it's interesting. I'm. I mean, listen, if, you know, if Nadal wins the French coming up here. You know, he's that's him extending the the chip lead. That's twenty one to eighteen. And like mm-hmm. I mean Djokovic, yeah. I gotta say, like, 
the he should have won as many U.S. Opens as he has French. There's, I mean, as Australian. There's no reason he shouldn't have like eight U.S. Opens too. You know, like mm. it's it's wild to me. And so, and then last year, I mean, it's just bad luck. The guy was rolling wow. last year. It was on like a ridiculous match streak. Should have won Wimbledon, but then it's COVID. U.S. Open happens. He was going to roll those fools in the oh, final. Oh, easy. my goodness. That is just oh terrible. Goodness. And every everyone knew just, it was a BS call. Like it. Stephen this A. Smith. Is, uh, still not a – I just – I know that Steve already makes the argument. But to me, if you don't get the – if you don't win the major record, you're not going to be – it's going to no. be highly debatable. It's going to be highly debatable. Sure. Oh, yeah. You can debate it, but – it's like See, me the thing saying, is, I don't even think people are willing to acknowledge the debate with him not uh-huh. getting it. That's that's bad too. I mean, like, he's, he's not he's even. Got, he's got everything else. Yeah, literally right. everything else. He's got the head like, to head. The head the, to head. That's yeah. the thing. And bro, like, you especially see, in a sport like this, you got to see you? the gap he was at prior right. to 2011. He was like down. 15 match below them like he'd lost way more than he'd won prior in the like he's, years he's, leading up he's, he's younger than them. that's that's why. he's he's like half a year younger than nadal i, I know nadal and him are but nadal's and like nadal's been a clay court specialist since like 2005 you know like and just the level of competition even outside of the big three like the guy yeah. the dudes that federer were rolling was rolling over oh. early on is just thank you leighton hewitt thank and you thank Roddick. you andy roddick like yeah. one trick pony andy roddick like with all he had was the backhand slice that's it yeah. no 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 other shot from the deuce court right or from the to ad this court. day to this day, Leighton Hewitt is the best tennis player I've ever seen live because <laughs> he came to Leg Mason one you time. Went to Leg Mason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, we gotta go. We should go to U.S. Open this year. Oh man, that would be amazing. I really want to see. I really want to go to a major. I saw so in 2011, I went with Ernest cousin Runjani. I went with oh, her nice. and my dad and her dad and my brother. We went and saw. Djokovic Nadal in the final of Indian Wells and that was the beginning that was the first match since Djokovic won his second major at the Australian Open wow and he him and Nadal were that was like the first time they and they ended up playing like five times in the big like six or seven times that year and Djokovic beat him there then the next week he beat him at Miami then the next week he beat him in uh Madrid. Then the next week he beat him in Rome. And I swear, Jeez. if if Djokovic had just held on in the French, he got to the quarters. I want to say he got to the semis. If he had beaten Federer in that semifinal, he I think he would have beaten. Nadal was just mentally shook. And then he goes to Wimbledon, beats Nadal there. Then he goes to the U.S. Open, beats Nadal there. Like he literally beat oh, him. Man. And then really? he. Yes, and then they played that 2012 Australian Open that goes like seven hours. He beat him there. Like, he beats him like eight times in a row, like starting in 2011. Oh. It was wild. Yo, wild. let me ask you just real quick. I know we're yeah. going to have to move off of this. But yeah, yeah. The, the the folks that I talked to um, outside of, of uh, you about tennis, <laughs> the, they're all like uh, um, Federer, Nadal folks. Yeah, they always course. make the argument that this – 
these um, smaller tournaments like the ATP or the Masters are all tune-ups. Like the other guys are really not taking it as serious. Is that true? That's absolutely untrue the masters <laughs> 1000s no one no one considers an m1000 a tune-up that's totally not a tune-up anyone yeah. that says a, there's a reason why nadal and djokovic and Federer always prioritize the masters 1000s in so golf it- it's like the world golf champ the wgc tournaments it's like the same thing like only the best players in the world are going to play those tournaments the prizes so you are won't bigger. find these dudes like draw just not no, uh, they literally in call Indian Wells in Miami the like fifth major. Like wow. They call those uh-huh. tournaments like the fifth major. Like that's how important they are. There's no way. There's yeah, no way. Why, I mean, I think I've looked at how often they enter into those tournaments. It's not like something that they're just like one year going to be uh playing no, in it and like, then drop out the next why, year or something like that. If they were insignificant, like why would Nadal, Federer and Djokovic play Indian Wells? Like in May or whatever, or in like March, and then mm-hmm. literally the next week go play Miami on the same surface right before clay court season. Why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the Australian Open is over. The next major is the French Open. Why would you play two hard court tournaments in America back to back when you? But have- it's not like it's not like when they're playing, they're trying new things. No, I mean, but like, what would you? I'm saying usually before a, a surface change, guys want to go practice on that surface. So if these were tune-ups, what are they mm-hmm. tuning up for in Miami, where the where the courts are super fast, and and Indian Wells, where the courts are super fast? Like, what mm, what are they tuning yeah. up for when right. Roland Garros is the next major? Because right after Miami, they're going to Monte Carlo, Madrid, Hamburg, uh, Rome. Like those are the tune-up clay tournaments and even the clay mm. surface like yeah it makes no sense that that argument mm, holds zero water yeah that's a good point yeah man i'm telling you it's it's wild like it, tennis is nadal, different in that way nadal, what is okay explain this one nadal 86 career titles djokovic 82 okay yeah when it what's what is that what's career titles He's played I mean, for longer, right? Played for longer and like probably wins every clay tournament he enters. Like his clay record is like ridiculous. It's like ninety something percent. It's like ninety. It's not his clay record is like unmatched. In four tournaments, honestly, Djokovic is going to pass him on that. If we want to be honest, like there's way more hardcore like, tournaments. Djokovic is going to pass in everything. Except for possibly majors, and and Nadal has the gold medal. Too. I think Djokovic, if he wins a gold medal, I think that bolsters his. Like honestly, it's a two man game right now. I think it's between Nadal and Djokovic. If you want to talk mm-hmm. about like all time goat, I mean, if 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 Djokovic wins another French, that alone, right right there, that's two, like, sl- that's two slam like that's two slams in each of the slams like that's two chips in each of the slams which none of them have like nadal's only one australian i think once and uh my thing though isn't clay so much more different it is different 
It is much different. It's super different. Even the clay, even the different tournaments where they play clay is different. Like Madrid is a fast mm-hmm. clay surface. Rome is a super slow surface. Um, so even the clay themselves, there's like differences in the clay. Like it's just not uniform. But the difference between, let's say, the grass of Wimbledon versus a hard court that you would play tennis on. It's way different. Is, it's, is it... It's a like, high I guess bounce. It's, you get a high bounce. Is the difference between Wimbledon and a hard court uh, significantly less yep. or about the same as clay versus a hard court? Grass is closer to hard court. Grass is faster. Grass is fast. What about, and, uh, what about the court? What about Australia and U.S.? Is there there's, there's just they're, exactly the same, or they're, they're just, not exactly the same? I think uh, I think the U.S. Open plays faster in general than uh, the Australian Open, but and I think once upon a time it used to be a completely different type of surface, like it was called. I forgot, like Plexi something. Like they played some different like surface. Mm. The U.S. Open at one time used to even be a grass tournament, or a yeah, it used to be grass at one time. Oh, but wow. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think to me, Djokovic really. I'm glad he's prioritizing the majors, and I think he's making it a focus. Um, I really hope he wins the Wimbledon and U.S. Open this year too. I think he needs to keep up because he's aging too. And the young guys are going to come up. Eventually they're going to come up and surpass these guys. I mean, they're going to do it. It's just a matter of time. And so I don't know, but it's Mm -hmm. crazy to me because Pete Sampras retired at like 30. Right. And these guys are like 33 and like Pete Sampras looked like he was should retire at 30. Yeah. Like I, that tournament, you were just like, oh, man, can the old man do it one more time? And you're just now you're like, what the heck? These guys are 33, yeah. 30, like Fetters 38, 39 or something like Fetters crazy old. And he's Goodness. still competing. Like, yeah, I think, honestly, if you want to put a goat thing in Fetters, you know, quiver that he doesn't that no one else, none of these guys have yet is that he's played at. A extremely high level at his age. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing. Like, I don't know if Nadal's going to get to Federer's age. His body, he beats his body up to win points. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's going to make it to 40. Djokovic, maybe. He takes very good care. Maybe Djokovic mm-hmm. could play that long. But Federer is also like, I mean, that's just a competitive dude to want to, you know, and he almost won. He almost beat Djokovic two years ago, you know, at Wimbledon. You had two match points. So at this point, I just want to see them. Any one of the big three match up again. Oh, I mean, shoot, final. we might see it. Yeah, we might. Or anything. We might like see it this weekend. This weekend, we might see it. Are you serious? I mean, they're playing in Monaco right now. Oh. They just started today. The Masters 1000s are one week tournament. So by Sunday, Potentially, if like Nadal has a very easy half of the draw, Djokovic mm-hmm. is a little tougher, but I mean, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how much effort they're older now. So I'm interested to see how much effort like they're not yeah. going to they're definitely not going to want to. 
push themselves to try to win tournaments and like expend a ton of energy early in the clay season when they know they mm-hmm. ha- they're like you know they're gearing up for Roland Garros. In that sense, they are tune-ups in that like you're in the surface, you're working on things, but every other guy wants to win this. Like it was a big yeah. deal when that uh, Polish guy won Miami. You know, it was like oh this guy beat that other young up-and-coming guy at Miami, and it was just like a shock because all the big names fell off. So, Mm. I don't know. All right, should we start? (laughs) I don't want to call it. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) uh, We're we're done with the tennis podcast episode? Blue jean, baby, L.A. lady, seamstress for the band. Now she 